0: in the morning when you want the news you need the front page every hour on the press box nothing's writing on this except the uh, first amendment the constitution freedom of the press and maybe the future of the country not that any of that matters and now the news cardinals quarterback kyler murray held an unscheduled news conference thursday to defend himself against the backlash he received from an independent study addendum to his contract. Murray spoke for about 11 minutes, saying he felt it was necessary to explain himself. Here's Kyler Murray talking about what happened with the contract. That's not Kyler Murray talking about what happened with this contract. Danny's weighing me up. All right. You've got a lot to say on this. I want to hear your entire take. Uh... They put this addendum into his contract saying right. you must watch so many hours of film. They were worried that this kid was playing Call of Duty all day and, and, and night, that he wasn't watching film. There had to be a reason that they knew this. They didn't just throw this in there. They have since now taken the clause out of the contract because of the because of the publicity they got, and obviously it embarrassed the kid. But you and I, I think, both agree they're the ones who put this out. Right. So now to go the next day and take it—they're the ones who put this out to the public, and now to go the next day and take it out of the contract— I don't know why you do this. Has he suddenly watched more film in the last twenty-four hours? Well, it, okay. So this is gosh.
1: There's so much to unfold here. First of all, when they do this, they they obviously didn't think that he watched enough because part of the clause it's not just watching. What we're missing, you know, everyone keeps saying. Well, they put this 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 point in here. This clause, you have to watch four hours of uninterrupted. Da, da, da. There, there were specifics that you cannot be watching TV. You cannot be playing video games. There were, like, no telephone. First of all, who's policing this, right? Because it's an yeah, independent study. This? So they put it in there for a reason. To come back and say, oh, no, it's not that we didn't believe in it. Okay, BS, number one. Number two, it gets taken out. And now Kyler Murray, not only does he come out yesterday and say, you know, if there's anything that... Well, let's go over one phrase that he said. He said, "For all I've done in my career, all I've accomplished in my career, it's disrespectful." And then he carried on, and I'm going, "All you accomplished in your career? First of all, college, all the college, high school, whatever—that don't count, dude. That don't count. You're you're, you're now in the NFL. This has to, this contract has to do with the NFL. What have you accomplished? What have you accomplished?" In reality, don't we ask Derek Carr that? Don't, Absolutely. Or, or isn't the public and isn't the media scrutiny, scrutinizing Derek Carr? Isn't my colleague Josh Dubow putting statistics out there all the time? What have you accomplished? The goal is to win the Super Bowl. The goal is to get to the playoffs. What have you accomplished for all I've accomplished? The second thing is your favorite thing to hear from medias or from athletes. He blamed the media for disrespecting him. The media didn't do anything. They reported what your team disrespected you.
0: By putting it By out putting and letting it out everyone there. know what happened. Or let everyone let everyone know about. There the was clause. a
1: column that I read that said, Who is more stupid? The Cardinals for putting it in the clause or for this? I was like, and, and and I sent this to 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 our uh afternoon show to to Steve to in a run. I was like, neither it was stupid for the team for to get to let it get out there in the pub who leaked this who allowed it the team had to if i got news for you cardinals fans if you're tuning in from arizona if you thought there was dissension leading up to this extension this is clear that there's dissension between these two now
2: end of story that's a great great question
0: Kendrick Perkins, a former NBA champion and star analyst at ESPN, could very well make more money from his Frenchie business than he does broadcasting over the next next five-plus years. About four years ago, Perkins was approached by his brother-in-law with a succinct business pitch. Man, we need to get in this dog breeding business. Perkins has always been a fan of dogs and had them as pets, but did not know what the brother-in-law was talking about. Well, you love
1: this story when I told you about it.
0: Well, we we just rescued a Frenchie. Right, that's why. We just rescued a Frenchie. We were talking yesterday. Yeah.
1: And I said, I said, oh, I got a story. I'm going to send to you. You loved it, and it's big. One of Jordan's, be- my son Jordan, his best friends is it breeds Frenchies and English bulldogs, and uh, he makes a living I mean, he makes really good money. And um, he just had a uh, KP, just had a uh, a breed or a, a litter, litter. Six puppies ranged in price from eight thousand to twenty thousand apiece. They sold out in three days for a total of nearly sixty grand.
0: These are Frenchie's. Frenchie's.
1: He took the pictures of. He's at the pictures of them. Um, they they come. You know, they obviously come in different colors, but the the, the rare colors. Yeah, what's these
0: have, real? You were talking about practice with me.
1: I want to say it's like a violet. They they they, they described it. I'm I'm trying to uh, <coughs> scroll through here excuse me um but it's like a it almost comes across like it's a it's a light gray it's not really spotted but it's 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 a really pretty color um and they're they're cute little dogs i had an english bulldog you have a mix
0: i have a mix of a frenchie and an english
1: here it is the uh he said that he said uh, originally frenchies started and they were black and white then all of a sudden they started coming out with lilac French lilac lilac what did i say before Violet. Violet. So lilac Frenchies. Bluish white with polka dots and things of that nature. Then you have Merles, which resemble Dalmatian's patterns. And now you have fluffy Frenchies, which are high dollar. Fluffy Frenchie Fluffy Frenchies have fur, different colors. It's the new wave. Those dogs start out at a hundred thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand apiece.
0: Wow. Are you serious? Wow. You want to know what my Frenchie cost me? <laughs> as a, As a rescue, 14, I want, you, I want 14, you to guess fourteen dollars. Danny,
1: hundred hundred dollars,
0: eight dollars. Wow, yeah. it was over by six. Eighteen months, uh, Frenchie English mixed, and uh, oh, wonderful dog, Rory, after McElroy. Nice, of course. I pay,
1: I pay. I pay. I went to a breeder. Um, you know, and I brought this up on on, on Cofield and Company, is I'm wondering how long it's going to take because he's such a prominent figure. It's always the prominent figures. It's always the, you know, when PETA attacks him, you know, because they're completely against breeders with the stretching of the, the, the female organs and the little dogs and so on and so forth. But... I went to a breeder to, to get my dachshund. I, I paid less than a grand, and I went to my son's friend who breeds the dogs because he they kind of know right. Like if you're like if you sell Mercedes, he kind of know the other the Beamers, the Lexuses, even the Toyotas. You go to a Toyota dealership, you know you know the other brands. Sure. So and I asked him. He said, Oh yeah, no. If you got if you get a good tempered pure dachshund, you're looking at twenty five hundred to three grand. I got mine for less than a grand. And you love her. I love him.
0: kalua Kahlua, yeah. Still going on hikes? Oh yeah, we just did. Does, one. Me does, and, me, and, me and
1: Jesse Merrick from Channel Three.
0: Does Kahlua go every time?
1: Every time. Every
0: time. I saw a picture of you in some kind of crazy red hoodie, looking out into the looking out into the landscape. Sure,
1: absolutely. I send the motivational t- tech tweets out in the tech. You know, it's it's a it's, it, you get up there. I'm telling you, you get up there. And the, you've gone on hikes with your wife. You, yes, get, you, you, you get yes. up there and you just you kind of just for 15 minutes you sink away into your own reality and, and just peace and quiet. I wish that I could take the laptop, pick up a signal. I wish there was like an outlet that could just run it through the mountain. I would just hang out up there. Bring a bigger bring a picnic and just write some stories.
0: Next question. Sharif O'Neill, you know he's the son of Big Shaq. Will play in the G League Ignite. Here he is in Vegas. Uh, he's going to make six figures. Uh, can Shaq play in the G League? Did you see Sharif uh, playing for the Lakers in the Summer League? What did you think?
1: I didn't. I, I you know what? This was the first year that you know my enter- enterprising project that I do that I've been doing since 2012. This was the first year I got shut out. Nobody that a lot of media outlets are sending their sent their b writers. I think it was the eagerness after COVID. Last year was scarce. You know, 2020, they canceled it. But they, they sent a lot of beat writers. So I really didn't get a lot of freelance uh, enterprise going. I was out there for the shows. Um, we had the live set. Beautiful set, by the way, that VEASAN built. And then I covered the championship game. So I didn't get a chance to watch him. But I think that it's um, I think it's well-deserved. I think it's fantastic that, you know, he's going to come play for the Ignite. He's going to make some good money. Um you know, it's in between college and the pros, realistically. Right now, it's, people, it's young kids deciding whether they're going to go pro or go, uh, or excuse me, go to college or go to the G League. These days, I think a lot of these kids are going to base it off of NIL yeah. more than they are the experience. Because I think if you're going, if you're that big, if, if you can go to the G League at a high school, You can go to the Dukes, the North Carolinas, the Kansases, the Gonzagas. Yes, exactly. You can go where you want. So you're going to get the same quality caliber of play, I would imagine. You're going to be going up against some guys that are three, four years out of college, and you're going to be facing a little bit more mature bodies. But you're a high-level player. But I think the NIL and the money in the G League is going to dictate it. I think Sharif's deserving of it because, to be honest with you, and we talked about this, is – For the money that the Ignite is going to make, a dollar loan center with tickets and with apparel, Las Vegas basketball fans are going to want to walk around with Ignite jerseys or T-shirts that has Shaquille's name on, or uh, O'Neal's name on, excuse me, Sharif O'Neal's last name. The, the, The apparel alone, I mean, it's not going to pay his salary, but it's going to contribute, and he's the hype behind it. So this kid should get paid. The question is... With how much he's going to get paid for a G League contract, right. will the WNBA players who can't make more than a couple of hundred
0: be pissed? Should they be? This kid's making six figures playing for the Ignite in Las well, Vegas. Well, so are
1: they, but he's he's making what? Isn't he making like over three hundred?
0: Oh, is that it? I thought six figures. Should, I, I I'm sorry because I thought six figures made, meant the kid was making hundred grand.
1: I don't know what he's making, but. Nevertheless, even if he's making hundred, some of the some of the rookies in the WNBA are making sixty. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know if they should. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they realistically, a lot of those ladies, and and here I'm not downplaying that they should get more money and they should find a way to to, to get the budget up. Whether it's the NBA sharing some of that money to get them paid, I, what they need to worry because because a lot of them, Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum. Uh, around the league, Diana Taurasi, Sue Bird, Brianna Stewart, right? Sabrina Ionescu. They're making a million dollars with their endorsements. If you, I mean, if you go, just Google, they're Google their name with net worth. They're getting endorsement deals, so they're making it. But it doesn't take away from the fact that they shouldn't be making more money in the WNBA. What needs to really be worked on, and they need to stand their ground and change that, get that CBA change, is these damn flights. These, lim- these ladies need to be taken care of. You're flying them in and out on cheap flights. You're getting them on Frontier Airlines. Six, eight women with their knees up to their chin, and they can't sit comfortably. And then they're playing the Saints. Some Sometimes
0: of them- the team's not even flying together.
1: No. the No. One night I covered the Mystics and the Aces, but I had a project on Natasha Cloud. And I literally, they went to overtime. Mystics beat them in overtime. I literally had to walk with Natasha to do my interview. Me, her, and Elena Deladon are walking from the locker room out the back roll-up door to the private car waiting to rush them to the airport. It was a crappy interview because they're rushing to catch a flight because it was overtime. The rest of the Mystics were still packing up because they had a second flight. And oh, by the way, third floor of Michelob Ultra was on fire. There was a fire oh, in the that. building, and it was they like they had to evacuate everybody. Yeah. Mike was like, it was hilarious because security comes up, he goes, Coach, listen, there's a fire on the third floor. We'll let you know if he gets here. He goes, yeah, just let us know, whatever. With The girls are showering. We're getting our food. When it gets real serious, let us know. We'll vacate. I was like, okay, sure. Okay, yeah, great. I'm just waiting for Natasha Cloud. Hopefully I get my interview and the place doesn't burn down, but okay. <laughs> the other time, the Vegas is playing on the East Coast after the All-Star break, I think. I think they're playing they, Connecticut. They finished Connecticut. Yeah. Some flew out that day. The the, the rest flew out the next day. So, I don't know. We've gone from Sharif O'Neal to WNBA flights, and I never have a problem jumping on the soapbox to defend that because they'll, that's the one area that needs to be fixed.
0: Next question. Ben Roethlisberger says he should have been more detailed, specific with his critical comments of the Me First NFL players. He walked back those comments in an interview with a local radio station Thursday. I probably should have been more detailed, more specific. It's not the majority of the guys that – it's not the majority of guys are that way when he said it was a me first culture now instead of we started to play when everyone was together uh get off my lawn guy i don't know oh. i mean
1: ben you're retired dude go 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 fishing find bill and and go fishing or do something i don't know i mean <laughs> why why are you stealing headlines during training camp why just i mean i it's probably the media you know that's that's on them for putting it out there but i mean i'm just not interested you know what i mean you've retired and you at and it's training camp, and the only reason why you should be in the news right in, in July, if you have NFL attached to your name, is because you're in camp. You're retired. You had your, you had your farewell, right? Didn't we? Wasn't there a big deal last year with the oh, farewell? a big
0: deal was huge when he left. Like, like it, that Yeah, but it was game?
1: over and over. Yeah, right. The farewell first. It was the the last like Monday night game. Then it was the last home game. Then it yeah. was the last game. Like, dude, now yeah. what is it? The first the, Let's let's have big headlines in July because now it's the first training camp without Ben.
0: Yeah, just wait until they bring him on the field at Heinz Stadium right before the first game. Yeah, I won't. Watch oh, which that they game. will. We'll be there Christmas Eve. Really looking forward to that trip, Danny. Christmas <laughs> Eve in Pittsburgh. That's going to be nice. All right, back after this with some Denzel Perryman.
3: Uh, Denzel, you know he he's I mean, he brings a lot of juice every day, um, and you can tell when he comes in there. He's got that booming voice and. Everybody knows when he talks, it's usually something important. Um, You know, he's very confident. uh, He keeps it lighthearted, but he's serious about the game of football. And I don't know many people that work like he does. You know, we have a lot of guys in that category, but he really brings it every day. Um, And he works hard. He's trying to work hard to get better at things that maybe he hasn't done as much of, which I love about him, you know? And and we have a a handful of guys that are doing that and trying to expand what they've done in the past and man coverage or, you know, whatever it might be um, to try to improve their role and improve our team. But pushes his teammates, holds them accountable, um, leads the same way every single day, very consistent presence in our building. Um, doesn't go up and down and ride a roller coaster, no doubt about it. If there's any issue, you can be sure that Denzel will bring it to my attention, you know, as soon as possible. Um, and, and if you, if you go to Denzel with something that we need from the team, like he'll get it done. Um, he's got the respect of the entire locker room. Really, really, really enjoy being with him every day. Back to the press box, summer edition.
0: All right, that was Josh McDaniels coming back talking about uh, linebacker Denzel Perryman. It's Ed graney Willie Ramirez. We borrowed Willie from Cofield and Company Day. Danny running the show. Denzel Perryman, uh leader. Uh Josh McDaniel's talking about him right there. Uh yeah, right now he's uh, on the weak side, strong side's gonna be divine, and um uh Jayon Brown is running in the middle right now, but What did you make of Josh McDaniel's comments about Denzel Perryman being a leader and being a guy who, if anything's going wrong or anything needs correcting, he's the one who goes to Josh McDaniel's out of that linebacker group?
1: Well, I think it speaks volumes when you're talking about a guy who, you know, I wrote a story a couple of days ago on three key figures that easily deserved or could have been in line for one of, you know, an extension.
3: And all that money that was
1: yeah. spent, you know, since December, you got the punter, the kicker, Crosby, Renfro, Renfro, Carr. Carr coming in saying, hey, we we brought, and then they brought in Adams, and Carr saying, we all structured our contracts so this could happen. Yet Denzel Perryman, Darren Waller, and Josh Jacobs have no guarantees after this year. And Perryman's on the downside of his, I mean, he's still a tremendous football player, but what I'm saying, you know, he's on the backside of it. And there's no guarantees, but to hear Josh McDaniels say, you know, that he can go to him when he needs something done, and say, "Hey," and Perryman still has a voice in the locker room. It, it speaks volumes to his role. I mean, forget the fact that the guy's running around with the beanie on under his helmet.
0: Yeah, what? Let's let's stop you right there. It's 150 out there. It's humid. We're all standing there for like three hours. It's it's death on it, it's death on uh, uh, the the concrete. They won't let us touch the grass. Sam Gordon's foot. I'm telling you, Sam Gordon's foot. I'm serious. Was on the grass yesterday, and one of his one of his feet. I think his right foot. And the security guard comes back. It comes over. And goes. You got to back up, son.
1: Was it at the f- f- wait, far not left? Not when you walk in, but 50. at the far end. Yes, yes 50 yards. Oh, I left. know who exactly who you're talking about. That dude. Let me tell you. There was the very first day we were out there, and they had blue, like these long blue, they're they're, they're not pads, but they're the, uh, you know, Danny, the big, thick pad, the hurdles that you step over. Right. High steps. Right. uh, High knees. I can't even begin to tell you how, I mean, I get it. You're supposed to do a job, but a clown, like, move back. Okay, so you move back. No, 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 move back a little bit more. No, 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 you got okay. You got to be at the blue patch. Okay, move to the blue patch. No, no, no. You got to be behind the blue patch. Okay, dude.
0: Yeah. Do clown not, show. Clown Do not
1: show. over here. You know what I mean?
0: You know what it is? It's one of those guys who needs one of those. No offense out there. If you uh, if you have the job, but and because it's not everybody. I'm going to preface this, but many people when you put on one of the red or yellow security jackets, uh, they they turn into. You know who
1: he reminds me of?
0: The, the cop of cops.
1: You know who he reminds me of? Me. This guy out at practice. Me at the Las Vegas Bowl, the one day of the year I take the journalism hat off and I work. Do you for, wear one of those jackets? No, but I work for Wall. No, that you get gear, you get specific you get gear. Vegas gear. You get the Vegas Bowl gear, and then you get a specific credential, whatever. But they all know, like at at the Sam Boyd, and then it, now at Allegiant, they know who Wallington's. We've dubbed it as actually Wallington and his daughter Tessa came up with it, it was the sideline marshal. So that's my name. And it's basically to go around two things. One is so the cameramen don't get in the way of ESPN. Two, so they don't get in front of those barricades that have the advertising slogans on it because they'll stand in front of it and ESPN has a deal. So when they're shooting down, you can see all the advertisers. Otherwise, they'd stand in front of it. The third is to make sure that the degenerate... Uh, cameramen, uh, pho- photographers aren't running when they're running up and down the sidelines. They're not, you, they look like they're running and carrying. There are guys that will hold their cameras upside down as they're running past the cheerleaders yes, yes. and snap shots. I have confiscated a credential one time in my Las Vegas Bowl sideline marshal career for taking upskirt shots. Are so, you serious? Yes. What did you
0: tell the guy? Just go over. I need your credential. What, did he fight? I me on
1: always it? introduce myself to the as the spirit section. Uh, advisor to both schools, introduce myself. I know you have uh, team security with you, or they always have, it's usually a woman, but they always have a male counterpart there to protect. But I say, I'm here. If anything comes up, you need anything, or if you feel threatened, someone in the stands, let me know. We'll handle it accordingly. And um, this one year, the, the a woman came to me from one of the schools, and she said, "Hey, we feel that da, da 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 the girls are feeling comfortable. I called him over. I got Mark on the radio. He said, "Send him up to me, sent him up. Mark asked him, sort of vetted him a little bit. He said, okay, you can go back downstairs. I believe my sideline marshal, but if or he I don't think we had that name yet, but he said, uh, give me your memory cards." And the guy wouldn't give up the memory cards. So he confiscated the credential,
0: really, yeah. Did you see this happening, or did you were it. just told this the that they were worried me, about? Yeah,
1: it? Yeah, because she and she did what I asked her to tell me, like, hey, come tell me if if, you, if your girls feel threatened. Wow. The guy was taking up skirt shots. Wow, the so, marshal, sure, top flight security of the world. <laughs> but I mean, now don't get me wrong. If the if like there's one like the only way. The only time that we really jump on them and say, hey, like if they're trying to get a shot or a good angle and whatever, and they, and they get between the, the, the little barricades there, I mean, okay, get your shot and get back. The only time that you really have to do like that guy out at the Raiders is when they get in front of the play clock. So the quarterback and the referee, the back judge, so they can see it. If they step in front of that, you you have – I mean, I, and it's the same way. One foot, move. You cannot get in front of that play clock. They actually – this
0: guy out at Raiders practice.
1: Yeah, but the guy that they, they it got so serious with the play clock. I think the officials and everything that it it's in the pre-game meeting that with security, they now have a guy that stands next to each play clock on both at both end zones. So no so so photographers don't do that. But that guy out at Raiders, he was I was like, "Okay, dude, it's opening day for Trent. Just
0: relax." Oh yeah, he wouldn't let me uh the second day wouldn't let me stand at the ice box because you got to move away. I go I'm just standing against the ice box, cooling myself off a little. Not inside, literally, because if you stand against the ice box in the outside, it's you can chill. feel the cool. It's yeah. zero degrees inside.
1: Yeah, I know exactly what the guy it is. Yes,
0: and he's got the uh, oh, he's got the earpiece. Oh, the like who, and who yeah. would be talking to this guy? By right. the way, Secret, Secret Service. Secret Service guy, yeah. who's talking to this guy? He's
1: Kevin Costner in the bodyguard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, moving Sam Gordon off the uh, off the grass and with the with the it's
1: headset like, on. Yeah, dude, Sam Gordon will just body slam you. There's somebody What's up in the crows strike, like, nest. Settle down, Francis. Yeah,
0: you don't you don't know who you're dealing with when you're dealing with Sammy. He's the quiet assassin, Sam Gordon, the quiet <laughs> the, assassin,
1: the silent killer.
0: When we come back, it's your boy Q. Of the sun, none of the fun on the press box summer edition. He's dancing, he's prancing. Yeah, but dancing to Beyonce? Is it Beyonce? Yes. All right, I don't know these. I'm things. part of the hive. All right. Well, you're also on uh, Raider Nation Radio, two to five. <laughs> PM Daily. So you're part of the hive, and you're that too. It's your boy you're, Q. Q with us here on ESPN Radio. It's me, Willie Bard from Cofield Company, and Danny trying to run the show because we have a hundred giveaways coming up.
1: <laughs> you're not one of those people that can that, that that jump on this. And she's, but you could be in the hive, but that like, consider her the queen,
2: right? I mean, look, I'm no, 45. No, he said yes or no answer. No, no, I'm, okay. let, me, let me explain myself. I'm 45. Go See, there. look, go he didn't want <laughs> me to explain it until he was like, there. oh, wait, I know where he's going. Go there. I'm 45, so I know what's really going on. I know who the real queens are, right? And and okay. Beyonce is great, but she's not the queen. She's okay. not even in that category.
1: No, because they're, they're, we can go back, we could go to, back to the Motown days. whatever. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, but when the, when the transition from... From the Motown to the R&B and the crooners went and started transitioning. If you do not give respect to Aaliyah, then I do not want to hear what anybody has to say about Beyonce. Oh, no. Aaliyah,
2: Alicia Keys, you know, Mary J. Blige, of course. Hurt Mary, though. You got to have Hurt Mary. You don't want Happy Mary. Like, I don't want Mary in a good relationship. I want Mary hurt, just got cheated on. You know what I mean? Like, a couple couple of strange kids that she didn't know that are – like, I want her hurt, hurt. Yeah, because like that's the one or two years of scoring
1: best. Tony Braxton. Right. Right, right, exactly. right, See, I know what's up. Ed has no clue what we're talking about. Yeah, I do. Oh. Alicia
0: Keys was a guest host on The Voice. Okay. or she might have been a host on The Voice. Man. I love like, if, The if Voice. If that's the
2: first thing you think <laughs> of when you think of Alicia Keys, as a problem. Very
0: talented. He doesn't have an empire state of mind.
1: Very but that's talented.
0: Right. <laughs> all right. Let's get the Raiders Joe boy cue. All right. Uh, so, okay. Well, first of all, before we even get to football, before you came in, we were talking about the um, – Let's say the uh, security out there. Sam Gordon had his toes on the grass yesterday. Oh, okay. And you know Secret Service guy with the uh, headset? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down to the left, down yeah, to the 50? Right. Came over and told Sam to back up. No way. Is this is this too much out there? Oh, are we, yeah. Are we getting way too much security out there? We're not even near these players.
2: Wait, hold on. They, he, they told Sam Gordon to back up, but yeah. I saw people that were sitting in the stands come under the the railings to try to get closer and take pictures to the point where one guy's like, ma'am, ma'am. Ma'am, you're going to have yeah. to go back into the stands. So oh, yeah. if Sam Gordon just barely put his foot on the grass, because I'll tell you right now, my foot has been on the grass the whole time. Multiple
1: times. Yeah, Mine's multiple times.
2: Nice. Now, I wasn't sitting on the grass. I didn't get comfortable on the well, grass. I saw that, but I didn't do it. Stretching
0: out the hammies. Yeah, yeah. Stretching out the hamstrings. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're
2: standing have. there for a couple hours in the, in the sun, so maybe the hammies got a little yeah. tight. Uh,
0: okay, well, they've had pads on for a few days now. We have beaten this to death, uh, the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you've been watching it. Let me ask you this because I saw this on Twitter the other day. We asked Willie at the start of the show, if Alex Leatherwood can't beat out Cotton or Parker, is it a failure because he was a first-round pick?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's expected to be the right tackle. And I think right now he's probably doing everything in his power to earn that job. But – Uh, I think what Josh McDaniels, the company is doing that's very smart, is telling him he has to earn that job. The old regime would have just handed him that job and said, go ahead and do it. They did. Exactly. And then you saw what they did when they were desperate to win games. They said, okay, this ain't working. Let's push him back inside to the guards position. Now this regime's like, I'm not dedicated to you. I'm not, I don't have any ties to you. So if you earn the spot, you earn the spot. If not, that's a failure on their part. But I think they're doing everything they can to give him the opportunity him, Brandon Parker, I think Lester Cotton has a really good shot at getting that right guard spot. Is that spot. a good camp? Yeah, he's having a good camp so far, but we'll start to see when it gets real next week.
1: Okay, my argument was if he does not start this year, it's not a failure on his part. It's a failure on Mayock and Gruden For sure. And the old regime for doing what you said, because if you flip it, and he was a reserve last year and a starter this year, mm-hmm. we'd all be fine with it and say, okay, well, he earned it. The fact that he was thrust into that and everything that took place last season and injuries and then everything else that came down in general and then moving him around on the line, that's on them. Right. This was a rookie. Yes, he was taken first, but the pressure was put on him last year. They're doing it right. This I actually look at this as like his really first true season under a structured
2: right. Regime. I agree. I agree. But the good thing about it is he's got a year of playing under his belt, yes. right? I mean, he's got right. that. So I'll say this. The pressure came from the number one on the side of of where he was selected in the first round. Right. If you had flipped Trayvon Merrick and Alex Leatherwood, we wouldn't be tripping, right? Because exactly. And that's exactly. what I thought. I thought Merrick yes. was supposed to be a first-round guy. Exactly. He ends up going in the second round. So I thought the Raiders got a steal there. And then Leatherwood, even when they drafted him in the first round, I yes. thought, in the first round? I mean, that was I, I put out a tweet. I was like, in the first round? Not the not the first round, but hey, he can't help just like Cleve Farrell. He can't help where he got drafted. Right. Now he's just oh, gotta go out on to him. Do the best. It's not on him, it's on the, the decision makers.
1: So here's so so I wanna talk about um because we I wrote a story a couple of days ago. We just got done talking about Denzel Perryman. Earlier we talked about Josh Jacobs. I wrote a story about how there's three guys that are playing out there that are, you know, practicing. They're in training camp. One of them easily, well not easily, but he could be a holdout if he wanted to, but he's still gotta prove himself to this regime. Um but you got Perryman, Jacobs, mm-hmm. and Waller. Right. Un- no guarantees after this season. I am of the belief. I personally believe that with the twenty-one, twenty-two million that they have in their coffers, right. just sitting there. Yeah. They also know McDaniel's is smart. He learned from Belichick. They know that there's a waivers are about to be coming. The cuts, the first set of cuts, is coming across the league. Right. Hey, Darren. We need to make sure that we're set on the offensive line. Let's get through cuts. Let's see who's released. We're going to do this. You are going to be taken care of. I am 100% of the belief that he has been told he will be taken care of, and that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. And I'm not saying the Perryman and Jacobs, they're being disingenuous in terms of how they're going out because we're seeing phenomenal efforts from all three. I think Waller's been promised and guaranteed. He will be taken care of. We just need to see what. Leading up to week one, if we can grab someone from the line, if not, we'll take care of you. Otherwise, you're going to be taken care of.
2: I think that there's something to that. I definitely believe that they're going to take care of him before the Raiders play on September 11th against the Chargers in SoFi Stadium. I think Darren Waller will have some kind of adjusted contract. I and Ed, we talked about it a lot of times. I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to happen before training camp. It hasn't. But Waller has done everything the right way, in my opinion. And I know there's yep. multiple ways to get it done, as we've seen what happened in Arizona with Kyler Murray. There's other ways to get your deal done. I just think Waller has gone about it the right way. You handle your business. You let your agents do the talking to the to the organization. You don't go scrub your social media. You don't pout. You don't sit out. You go and do what you're supposed to. He was at OTAs. That's voluntary. He was at mandatory minicamp. Obviously, he's got to be there. And then he's been a, a, a great soldier so far in training camp out there, busting his backside with the rest of the brothers. And so I think that, that makes everyone see that if you do things the right way, you will be rewarded. You saw Hunter Renfro do things the right way. Derek Carr did things the right way. All the, Max Crosby did things the right way. Everything got taken care of if they did it the right way. And I think that, that goes a long way with this regime. And And you guys are out there. Uh, GM Dave Ziegler out there every day.
0: Every day. Oh, yeah, he's in center field watching and on the yeah. phone every day. Every Wonder single who's day. Who's on the phone with. Every
2: single day. Maybe every, the security guy. Right. Exactly. You see Gordon, he's over there with his foot <laughs> on the grass. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I don't know who, what wide receiver it was. I forget what number it was, but uh, it, during their little period yesterday where they all went to the cool tank and, and – Yes, they and, all came and, over. Yeah, they all came over. Dave Ziegler was on the field, and one of the wide receivers was like – he walked up to him and just said, hey, let me see what you got. Let me see what you got. So the wide receiver lined up like the DB, and then Dave lined up like the wide receiver and gave him a little, a little shimmy off the line. He said, oh, okay, okay, I see you. I see you got some moves. I know that's nothing, but at the same time, that's something. Yep. You're as a player, you're you're going to talk it to the boss. Yep. That's the boss. And by the way, when you're playing with them, it's like, hey, uh, yeah, I, I got this spot. I got this held down. I mean, you know, it's just that interaction right there. I think these guys know what they're what they're doing. I think
1: there- my I think I'm sorry, I think my favorite part yesterday was so Matt Collins comes down with a, a huge catch yeah. on the sidelines and he and he starts yelling, that's guaranteed, guaranteed. baby. Guaranteed. Every time. Guaranteed. Yep. The next time he got his number called on the
2: other side, mm-hmm.
1: DB got the best of him. Really? Well, I was like, "Where's the guarantee?"
2: <laughs> 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 I didn't see that. It was fantastic. <laughs> I saw the. I saw, the I, I saw and heard the guarantee. I didn't have my yeah. binoculars out on that one. Yeah.
0: Uh, is there any chance going if you're going to play Devil's Advocate here? Any chance that they are saying, "Okay, you're going to be north of thirty, Waller. You've been injured in the past. Mm-hmm. We're just going to wait and see."
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that that has to do with what the contract's going to look like you know but i don't think that it's going to stop them from giving him cuz he has no guarantees this year or next no he has
0: none of this no. money's on the 7 million this year's guarantee
2: exactly so he's got it. you cannot go into the regular season with no guarantees right i mean you're one of the arguably top 3 tight ends in the league you just can't and yep. if you look at the raiders who want to win right now i mean you look at the contracts the way everything's structured they want to win right now to give yourself a chance you got to have 83 out there you got to have 83 out there and and happy on top of that
0: it's your boy Q. Follow him on Twitter at Your Boy Q254. Listen to him on Raider Nation Radio every day, two to five over there with Damon. Damon will be asking you UNLV football questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh we've talked about Denzel Perryman coming in, his leadership. We like that he told Josh Jacobs or Josh Jacobs told us that if there's something going on, there's something wrong. It's Denzel Perryman who comes to him and tells him. Uh again, a guy who maybe, you know, on the north end, but you know, looking mm-hmm. for a deal. Um, what is your thoughts about Denzel Perryman so far?
2: I'm interested in him because he, he provides everything that you just mentioned leadership. Obviously he was a pro bowler last year. My big thing is how does he fit in this Patrick Graham scheme? right? I mean, he fit perfectly in that Gus Bradley scheme is something that he knew already. So I think that he has no problem picking it up. Football players are football players. So it's so funny. A lot of times we as media, we emphasize, well, how does this guy fit? How does this guy fit? These guys play football, man. That's what they do. He's a hunter, man. He goes out there and he hunts, but I just want to see how he's used. I think his base salary this year is like a million dollars. Like it's very, very low. Right. So, um, I, I think at some point, if he if he goes out there and he starts doing what he does and and he looks to be a uh, you know on on trajectory to be another pro bowler i think something gets done i just don't think it gets done immediately
1: well it's funny you say that cuz i think that where you say you know where he's going to fit i think that dental perryman is such a polarizing figure that they're they have you have to find a, a right. place for him to fit. For you know sure, I mean, it's like it's like in any business, like you, right. right? You're the program director, right? You see a talent. Where does this person fit? But we got to have that person. For sure, he or she needs to be. But we're gonna use it. Perryman is is a is a figure you want on the field. However, it is you're gonna use him because of the vocal leadership and the 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 personality mm-hmm. and the experience. Right. This is a guy that retains stuff, and he's scary because. He doesn't say anything, but you know he knows. Like he comes in the lot, right, he just smiles at you, right. and then he gives you a ho hum answer. But he, his he knowledge yeah. of the game, right. his knowledge of schematics, his knowledge of players and different teams—it's—it's it's invaluable.
2: I'll, I'll it's say invaluable. this: when it comes to the linebacker position, I'm really interested to see Devon Diablo and Jayon Brown because I think that where Denzel Perriman's not the greatest, which is which is in you know in coverage. I think that Jayon Brown and I think that a uh, Devon Diablo could really help out. So I think yes. that that's gonna be a really good dynamic between yep. those three.
1: Based on the first two year or last two years, Jonathan Abram, rough out in the open, one on one coverage, gets thrown in as a box safety, basically in a linebacker role. Do you think he's better off being there?
2: Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Uh you put him in coverage, even on the drills that we see them out there doing. He's just He's just lost. I mean, there's certain guys that just don't fit in certain roles, you know, and the one thing I know about head coach Josh McDaniels and, and Patrick Graham and everyone is the fact that they're not going to put a guy in a position to do something that he's not good at. Jonathan Abram, I'm sorry, he's just not very good in coverage. Now, you get him near a line of scrimmage, it's phenomenal. He's physical. He's got to stay healthy, but he, he, he's, he has a role. I just want to see what it is.
0: There he is. Again, follow him on Twitter at q 254 Listen to him on a Raider Nation Radio from 2 to 5 every day. Buddy, you can put the music back on and start <laughs> your dance. That's right. You, you can't go. break
2: my soul. There you go. Well, I don't Run know. Run to the you're beehive, baby. Let's go. Yes, I don't you it, on. Don't Damn know
0: what it. any of that means. All right. <laughs> we have a giveaway right now the EVO <laughs> Championships. Two tickets. We're going to give away two pairs of these. So we're going to call her six and seven the Evolution Championship Series 2022 Arena Finals. It's a three day event from August 5th through 7th at Mandalay Bay, the world's largest and long running fight game tournament. 702 364 702 702-364-1100 to get the Evo Championships 2 tickets. These are two pairs of tickets. We're going caller call her 6 and we're going to call her 7 with Danny. They use their name, image, and likeness uh, on the on the TV broadcasts. They're the ones signing the, uh, the mega TV deals and a new one's coming in 2024. Um, and I, why can't the why can't uh, that be an NIL deal right from the, you know, the Big Ten, um, and right from because that's that's who's negotiating the, the TV deals and that's where the that's where the big money is.
3: You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition.
0: Jim Harbaugh coming back, uh, the Michigan coach uh, had a lot of comments this week uh, on several different matters. Yeah. Jimmy H, uh, but guess what's happening out at Rebel Park. The Rebels are opening camp by having players report today. They're on the field for the first time tomorrow. UNOE football, third season for Marcus Arroyo. and uh, He's busy today. He is busy. Well, it's busy checking kids in. It's, 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 it's a busy time. Does he yeah. have the clipboard in hand or do the assistants? I would hope he does. <laughs> I would hope he has the clipboard in
1: hand. I hand. I'll be honest with you. I'm optimistic about this season because I think – I think they're being disrespected more than the Raiders are being disrespected. Really?
0: Yeah. That's interesting. Yes. I would not have thought that. that I would not have thought that you Well, you know that. who
1: did think that? Ricky White.
0: Yeah, Ricky White. Where, Ricky White was on uh, Cofield and Company? No, he tweeted. He tweeted. Yeah. He tweeted, UNLV was
1: dissed by the media with the Mountain West Conference preseason awards. Um. There wasn't one run-in or er, run-in.
0: Wow. Well, that's all right. That's, I mean, that's, what, that's, the, that's free. what the that's uh, what the I think that's what the Marcus Arroyo hat says, so. Yeah, no, it's you know, not. You can go that. with that.
1: It's bad. Washington'll probably text me in a minute there. I mean, the kid's he, he the Marshall. Co- he corrected me on Twitter the other day. I don't dig on that. Whenever Washington? Yeah, I don't dig on that. Like if you were to make a mistake on Twitter, I would DM you. How many times you know, you DM someone. Yeah, you DM. No, he he quoted it with a correction. I, I I don't dig on that. But anyway, uh not even Daniel Gutierrez? I thought he should have been I I had like I think I had like three or four guys voted
0: somewhere in the preseason Danny Gutierrez is a Lou Groza. uh yeah. he's on the list. He's on the watch list for right. Lou Rosa for the kicking.
1: Yeah. did you vote did you do a whole ballot? No. Oh nice. I don't I don't do one. That's great for you.
0: Do you? Yeah, I did one. Sure. No, I
1: don't do one. I got the reminder from Stuby Canyon. He was all over it. He was like,
0: you know. I'll say this. One, it's preseason. I mean, it's nice for kids to have their names on It's preseason. Right, it is. And prove yourself. It's the first. And yeah, and, and, and at the end of the day, two and sixteen.
1: He did, he did. <laughs> uh, and that's that's that, that, not it, nice. He that's did. He did say. He said. He said we're gonna. You know, some way or another, we'll prove people wrong. Just okay. We're gonna prove you wrong, which is good. That's that's, that's good. the attitude that you should have. Yes. But I do think that they left some names off. That or, or you know that, that it just. You should be a chip in the shoulder guy. It, it'll definitely be a chip. There was definitely way too many San Diego State guys. But hey.
0: Well, I mean, when you win ten games almost every year, what are you gonna do? I mean, 10 t- how many teams won ten games last year in this year. country?
1: I, uh, thought goodbye. I, goodbye. I thought it was a San Diego State award list. I wasn't sure.
0: Danny, every with, with I think you know what is it? Thirteen straight bowls, ten wins last year. What are you going to do? I mean, it, it's hard being this good every year. It's it's difficult. It's a difficult thing, Willie. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a difficult thing rooting. For football teams and basketball teams that are that good on a on, a, on an annual you basis. Know what,
1: you know what we discussed on Cofield and Company? And they got a great show lined up for later. But we discussed, have you seen... I didn't even look through down if you have this on here. But have you seen your alma mater's got a new stadium coming? They do. Yeah. It's the, beautiful. The videos, everything. It's about yeah. time. It's about they time somebody in that in that city did something right. Jesus. Well, how, yeah. Let, let me ask you this. If you're a Charger fan, how do you feel?
0: Oh, Depressed. Disrespected. Disrespected, dis- depressed, you lost your team. See, now, now we got to...
1: another di- – now who's more disrespected, the Raiders, the UNLV Rebels, or the Chargers fans?
0: Jesus. I'm going to say – oh, that's a tough one. I still say the Raiders. I still say people don't think they're going to uh, contend to win the AFC West. Like you, you, you said they're disrespected. Yeah. yeah. No, Derek, UNLV, so Derek- here's the thing about UNLV. They lost six games last year within one score of each other. If you win three of those, you've got a couple FCS teams. All of a sudden, you got to beat one team you're not supposed to. You're in a bowl. I mean, it sounds crazy, but it's not that crazy.
1: Did you hear Derek Carr came up to Adam Hill yesterday?
0: Yeah, I saw him on after the icebox.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you you what he said. I'll tell you what he said when we come back. Listen,
0: don't forget to tune
1: in to Cofield and Company today. Uh, Steve has a good lineup today. Justin Watkins answering all your legal questions. Stanford Rout, always a good guest. Former Raider, Stanford Rout. Yogi Roth, Pac-12 net. Pac-12, is it going to be around in a few years? And Brooke Pryor is a fantastic, fantastic guest. ESPN.com from the Steelers beat. So make sure you tune in to Cofield and Company from 3 to 6. Is that today? That is today.
0: All right. When are you back on, Cofield and Company?
1: I know for sure I'm on next Wednesday. I just don't know the other days. Ooh, the
0: eve of the opener. Well, the yeah. Hall of Fame game. And
1: I'm looking really forward to because I might be getting, I'm not going to say, but I'm getting, I might be getting a special guest on. But really? Yeah. yeah. Big time. Big time. Old Vegas stories. They love when I do the Old Vegas stuff, the listeners. This one's big.
0: Look forward to that.